0: Let's Talk with Trent R. Nelson. And today, we've got some great friends of not only the community, but of the environment. Nick Dodson, Don Hanrahan, Sierra Club of uh, uh, Sangamon Valley. What can I say? It's a pleasure to have you guys on this morning.
1: It's always a pleasure to be here.
2: Ditto.
0: Well, we are humbled by those kind words, and they might be the kindest words that we get this entire discussion. So we'll we'll jump <laughs> right in. We'll begin. Last time you guys were here, we spoke about Hunter Lake, Hunter Woods, as Don just just uh, affectionately referred to it as. Off, Mike. Hey, so what has happened since then? I know that there was the uh, Army Corps of Engineers discussion um, that perhaps was not. Uh, highlighted by the community as well as it could have been. How did that go? How has everyone's work in the in the days and weeks since gone? And also, can you tell us, after all that, Don, a bit about this draft supplemental environmental impact study of which you have put a great amount of time into?
2: Well, sure. Um, let's see. The public meeting went well. There were a number, probably a lot more opponents than proponents of the League. Public meetings are okay because you can at least ask questions to the Army Corps, and the questions I asked them uh, revealed to me that their intention appears to be to issue a permit. Now, I may be wrong about that, but they structured the purpose and need of the so-called project in such a way that it can only have one outcome. And I questioned the Army Corps guy uh, pretty thoroughly about that for about 10 minutes. And he said, the purpose is for water supply and for recreation for a 2,500 square foot lake. And I said, well, if the purpose is for a lake, then the purpose is to build Hunter Lake. What is this exercise all about, basically, if we're already picking the, the, the alternative before you even look at alternatives? So we had a big discussion about that. Um, There there were a number of opponents there, uh, but you can't really do like a cross-examination or anything like that, you get information.
1: So one of the issues with that meeting that I wasn't a big fan of is there's no actual center square. It's, it's more of a dog and pony show where you almost go to talk to the geologist. I go talk to the water specialist. I go talk to the Army Corps of Engineers. There's no center meeting where everybody can kind of vet their concerns in a public setting to where, oh, I learned what my neighbor thinks is an issue with this. Maybe I also disagree with that. So there's not a lot of de- democratic structure to it, as in they almost want to break it down to where, oh, you can go talk individually, interpersonally with these people. That way we kind of hush, hush, hush when a big issue comes up I can kind of make you feel stupid make belittle you and keep kick you on your way so I have a huge issue with the way they hosted that because it felt like more of a patronization of the community more than an engagement Um, so so we are also requesting a public hearing on Hunter Lake as well so that people can express their issues together as a community in a group.
0: So you would say that that meeting was more or less less of a discussion, more of a sounding board, more of a precisely more of a we'll will let you say whatever you'd like. So it feels as though you have it's your feel say. good
1: party more than anything yeah, like feel good, exactly. like you're doing your part and you're coming to and it's just kind of like, like I said, a patronizing a bit more than more than an actual community engagement. Like, what do you think about the community? Because I was talked down to by several folks. I've studied this project for several years and there were several individuals that kind of talked down to me about certain things, uh, called me my friend, you know, just wanted to act like I didn't understand the specifics of this project. When I do very deeply. Well listen, my friend,
0: we <laughs> we would never patronize you here. Impossible. All, all we do is love to gather information. And of course, we are here with Nick Dotson. We are here with Don Hanrahan of the Sangman Valley Sierra Club talking about the Hunter Lake Army Corps discussion that occurred several weeks ago, as well as how it might have been perceived by the public and and by Don Hanrahan and Nick Dotson. But but Don, also my friend, what have you been doing in this time since? I, I received quite a heavy log, a, a tome of writing from you. Would you explain to our, um, to our audience what, what you've been up to?
2: Well, the, the, uh, the Sierra Club and Prairie Rivers Network both submitted extensive comments to the Army Corps of Engineers. The draft supplemental environmental impact study is what the Army Corps published. That's what the meeting was about, and they're looking for public feedback, so we gave it to them. Uh, my, The Sierra Club's comments are 45 pages with three appendixes, so the Prairie Rivers Network was a total of 95 pages. So it's, it's a complicated piece of work that goes through what City Water Light and Power and the Army Corps of Engineers are contemplating telling the Army Corps that it's their obligation to not approve this permit, and why. So that's what I've been doing. And
0: the community thanks you for acting as a voice. I have read several of the pages. I won't go into how many of them because I want people to think that I have a life. It was a great read. It was informative. It was thoughtful. It was persistent. We love persistence here. Can the community see what what both groups, Sierra Valley and, and Prairie Valley Group, have written? Is that possible somewhere? Can they find that information somewhere?
2: Well, I don't know if we could post it on the Sierra Club's website or something. I don't know. It's been submitted to the Army Corps. It's probably a public document at this point. Prairie Rivers Network also submitted theirs. So, and, and I'm hoping that City Water Light and Power actually gives it to the city council But I kind of doubt that
0: they will. Well, it should be found someplace online that the community can easily access. Because as you noted, Don, if we are sort of having a bread and circus entertainment with the discussion instead of a real wholesome discussion, well... Then the people that are putting in that effort to really voice the community, well, that's got to be seen by the community. It's, you're championing a real effort, and, and we all need to be on the same page so we can say, well, Don's correct, or, you know what, I don't, just, I don't agree with Don. right? We need to understand where we, where we stand.
2: One of the things that, that is critical to understand is the, the, the misrepresentations of fact and the misrepresentations and omissions of fact that just permeate that entire draft supplemental environmental impact study. Baloney about the need for water. Malarkey. It's absolute malarkey. It is. That's a better word. You know, they cover up things. Like they say, Lake Springfield is a drought-impaired body of water because, uh, you know, in a 100-year drought, we're not going to have enough water we need 12 million more gallons of water but what and they cite they keep citing the illinois state water survey the illinois state water surveys document about lake springfield is irrelevant today it assumed there would be three operating old coal-fired power plants that gobbled up 9.9 million gallons of water a day those things are closed as a result of that we have eight more feet of water available in Lake Springfield to start with. And we're never going to get to the bottom because that 9.9 million gallons is not being taken out. The city has told us for decades we need 12 million gallons of water in a drought. Well, guess what? There's 5.9 plus 9.9. That's... uh. right? So (laughs) Mm -hmm. we already have it. Then they found 12 million more that we need. Four of it is for a gas plant in Pawnee. Why are we selling water to a gas plant in Pawnee that competes with City Water Light and Powers Electric Division? It's stupid. And people need to know these kinds of things. That's just the beginning. Uh, Obviously, we go on for pages, uh, but I'm not going to bore people. Well,
0: you won't bore anyone. I'll there, g- give me enough time and I'll there, bore anyone.
2: There's another issue that people are, should be aware about. The city keeps telling everybody, oh, Department of Natural Resources is going to manage this lake for us. It's only going to cost us $147,000 a year for security patrols. So we, the Sierra Club demanded all documents that support that statement because you've got to have signed contracts with IDNR the only thing they produced was a memorandum of understanding from August 2015 that says we will help you plan how to do recreation on Hunter Lake it doesn't say anything about absorbing the costs of operating and managing that lake and in 2000 the the City Water Light and Power told the Army Corps they estimated $455,000 a year in 2000, which would be about $870,000 today per year. And that adds to the 50-year present value calculation that compares with the other alternatives. Hunter Lake is the most expensive of all the alternatives that they rejected.
0: Let's talk with Trent R. Nelson. Here with Don Hanrahan and Nick Dodson of the Sierra Club, uh, Sanguin Valley Sierra Club. We're talking malarkey this morning. We're talking Hunter Lake. We're talking Army Corps engineers' discussions, or really perhaps one-sided discussions, as as our guests are telling us this morning. You mentioned, Don, you mentioned a lot of things. You mentioned coal fire electric plants. Is there something going on regarding... That as well, regarding Dolman uh, Power Plant, regarding a study converting that from a coal burning to a natural gas burning facility? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: There was a vote at city council that the city will fund a $110,000 study to convert Dolman to a gas-powered energy plant. And we actually just had a study the prior year for around $60,000. So we're encroaching $200,000 in uh, studies while the federal government... And the state government say, hey, we need to move away from these things. Springfield saying, you know, we need to lean into the past. And I think that is absolutely ludicrous that we had probably half a dozen or a dozen people come to say, hey, we would really like to have an IRP to where the city is examined uh, by by an external agency and says, hey, you know, here are all the different alternatives that other cities are doing. Here are other incentives. Here are other technologies. Uh, you know, The last time we had an, uh, an IRP done was 2018. Uh, since then, uh, there has been the Climate and Equitable Jobs Act passed, and there's tons of incentives to lean in towards renewables. And we just had the largest federal bill on renewables passed called the Inflation Reduction Act, where it incentivizes heading head green as well. And we were told directly by the leadership of CWLP that none of that really uh, would help us, that, quote unquote, all of the incentives were eaten up by the the supply chain, ate up all the money from the Inflation Reduction Act, a 10-year bill that's funded to the tune of like $400 billion, which is an outright lie.
2: More malarkey.
1: Malarkey. Yes.
2: Doubling down on fossil fuels at a time when fossil fuel should go away. Not only that, we're looking at 2045 as the outside date that any investment could be recovered. If this was a private utility, you'd have real trouble getting investors to come on board right. with a time frame like that. Um, and to, to do this while excluding, for example... Uh, building a a solar farm. I know a good place to put it. uh, We've got 3,000 acres of ag land that we own in Hunter Woods uh, that would be ideal for this. Or a wind farm. Uh, We spoke to a gentleman who is a wind farm developer who was at that city council meeting. He told us that a 200 megawatt solar farm in Morgan County, cost $200 million. You know what they spent to build Dahlman Four, which is a 200-megawatt coal plant?
0: How much, Don?
2: $600 million.
0: I'm no mathematician, <laughs> Don. I'm no mathematician, Don, but I could put on the half for a moment. That doesn't sound like an equitable exchange, does it?
2: No, it doesn't, but you know what they respond? Well, their capacity factor, their ability to generate is... Not as high as coal. Well, let me tell you something. This year, so far, Dalman 4's capacity factor through June 30th is 33%. That wind farm is closer to 40 So that argument doesn't wash with me.
0: One One is struck by the notion that converting a coal-burning electric plant to a gas-burning electric plant Ooh. while... States, the nation, many countries are looking to wind down those uh, very same activities and functions by about the time that you're saying the investment could be returned suggests to, to me, the layman, that by the time any investment could be returned, it might be time to convert the natural gas plant to a solar farm or wind farm.
2: And, you know, we still owe a ton of money on Dolman Four. We owe a ton of money on it. It's never been able to compete in the market, so it struggles all the time. And the reason the capacity factor is so low is because they can buy it cheaper off the grid. So they're supposed to do that whenever it's cheaper off the grid. That's why Dahlman's capacity factor is 33%. That's why the big 1,100 megawatt power plant at Sankris Lake is practically idle now, it's only 13% capacity.
0: Because power production is in so many ways connected to economic production, and so producing electric at a a defunct rate uh, relative to other appreciable rates would not make fiduciary sense to any private or public interest.
2: Right. That's right. Let's talk with
0: Trent R. Nelson. Here with Don Hanrahan and Nick Dotson of the Sierra Club, Sangman Valley Sierra Club, of course. And we are talking about the environment. You might have heard of it. It's outside when you walk out the door. Now, now Nick and Don, we know that you've got things to do. We will not hold you all day. What can people do if they're listening to this and they feel like Peter Finch a Network? I'm... I'm mad as all, get out, and I'm not going to take it anymore. What can they do to make a difference, to help, to buoy what the Sierra Club is doing, what the Prairie Valley Club is doing, what all these different organizations are doing? How can they be a part of that?
2: We've got some months here before the Army Corps makes a decision on a permit. During that time, people who live in the city of Springfield should be contacting their alder people and telling them, we don't want this. This is what the people, people don't want Hunter Lake. It's millions and hundreds of millions of dollars to destroy thousands of acres of land. When we already got water, we got plenty of water. We can get more from cheaper sources if we need it. And so uh, people need to let the older people know they don't want their water rates doubled to pay for something they don't want. Uh, They need to be in touch with them, they need to be at city council meetings, they need to let City Water Light and Power know they don't want a gas plant, they want solar, they want wind, they want renewables. That's what they can do.
1: Right. And I think another important idea would be, you know, if you are mad, if you are upset is convalescing that anger into talking to your friends, talking to your neighbors, talking to your loved ones and explaining why you're upset about the, the fact that over 600,000 trees and the last, you know, 10% of the remaining forest and all of Sangamon County will be destroyed for an unnecessary lake. You know, to think about, to put this in perspective, the Prairie River Network helped protect Allerton Park, one of the most beautiful parks and the entire state it's a have you ever been there Trent
0: I have yet to have the That's, pleasure you
1: and I should go sometime because I'm telling you if you see it you will be absolutely blown away that they were considering flooding this incredible unique eclectic how large is it Don do you know roughly how big that spot is yeah, it's it's huge it's beautiful it's got all this character it was like a. it's got this mansion that this eclectic uh, person built with this incredible uh, garden and all this and they were gonna flood it uh, similar to Hunter Lake or a, a reservoir that they simply didn't need. And here we are 20 years later. They, they, they didn't end up needing it. And they're wanting to do the same thing here. So it's uh, we just need to have conversations with one another. I know we, we all have extremely busy lives. We're distracted by a lot of different things. And I think it's important if this is something that resonates with you, if the destruction of you know beautiful areas of the prairie land of the forests, is something that resonates with you talk to your friends about it you know have these conversations say hey have you have you heard about hunter lake have you heard about the plan that they're they're wanting to destroy all this all these trees all this you know this beautiful pristine area just for a pretend water recreation need and water supply i think that's a big part of this as well i know that sometimes doesn't enter the, the playing field it's just simply having conversations about that kind of stuff
2: And you can join the Sangamon Valley Group of the Sierra Club. Right. Uh, The Sierra Club is a lot more than put on a backpack and wander through the woods. Right. We are a political organization, and we get things done. So uh, we want more members, Mm -hmm. new members, younger-than-me members. Uh, This would be much better. So you can join the Sangamon Valley Group.
1: We'd love to have you. uh, You know, add us on Facebook. Reach out to us on our our website. We are greater than I, and we'd love to have you. You know, there's a lot of great aspects of the Sierra Club. It was, you know, started in the 1850s as a hiking kind of deal, and then quickly realized after that that you can't hike and have these beautiful areas if you don't conserve those areas. So that's kind of our whole mantra is, you know, you can always find a piece of the puzzle that fits for you. Maybe you do just like to explore nature. We've got you covered. We we have public, you know. you do take uh, trips out to nature. Maybe you want to punch up a city council and help them understand w- what's right and what's not. Maybe you want to write to your elected officials. Maybe you want to help do education situations. You know, maybe you want to host something in the library, you know, against, you know, the wildlife killings, et cetera. We, we, there's a spot for you at our table and we'd love to have anyone and everyone that's interested.
0: You heard Don Hanrahan and Nick Dotson, I don't even have to say it. If you're interested in, in making sure that the gift, the environment, and the community is passed down... To future generations, visit the Sierra Club, visit any of the other environmental groups online or in person, read the critique that Don made recently to the draft supplemental environmental impact study, and of course, let's talk with Trent R. Nelson. We leave you with some wisdom of, of the Hasidic sect of Judaism. Mine and thine are for thee. We appreciate having you guys down here this morning. Thanks for joining us.
1: It's always a pleasure.
2: Thank you.
0: Let's talk with Trent R. Nelson. Mine and thine are for thee.